This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Gohan from Dragon Ball Super, and you are listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. Excuse me, Gohan, this is more of a narrator type thing. Uh, okay. Just do it more like a next time on Talk Time Live. Uh, next time on Talk Time Live. Don't quit your day job, Gohan. This week, we kick off our 300th episode with an inside look of God of War Ragnarok and why Christopher Judge may have been chosen over T.C. Carson to play the current role of Kratos. We get ready as the Winter Soldier joins the Avengers. I give some recommendations of games for the holiday season. And in our final stage, I review Sonic Frontiers for the Nintendo Switch. All this and more in this Black Friday edition of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. Again, everybody, and welcome back to the 300th episode of Select Start the Video Game Podcast for Talk Time Live. I am your host, Xavier Desai. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I am still recovering from, of course, the turkey and the tryptophan and all that crap that uh, we had to eat. Uh, we had, we had a great time. We did it our way, and that's the best way to go. Like I got to tell you, people, when it comes to the holidays, real quick, when it comes to the holidays, it, I think we need to approach the holidays a little bit differently. There's a lot of pressure going into the holidays people some expectations that people feel that they got to meet let's change that do you in the holidays before you do for anybody else uh make sure that your mindset is right if you're not looking to celebrate the holidays don't worry don't celebrate the holidays because it's not obligated (laughs) you know some people just don't like to celebrate the holidays i just learned that recently in the last few weeks of talking to people and if you're doing it for other people, then you're not really doing it for your for yourself and you need to really do it for yourself before you do for everybody else. So do you if you want to do your own holiday, if you want to spend your own time, you know, doing your thing and then hang out with other people afterwards or whatever like that, that's fine. Do it your way, but make sure that you come off feeling great about any decision that you make during the holidays, because you do not want to feel pressured. You don't want to feel stressed out and feel that you're obligated or, you know, you know, or feel that you're being chastised because you're not getting this, you're not doing this, you're not eating this, you're not doing, you don't, don't feel, don't feel pressure, control your narrative, control your world on that note. With that said, we got some things to talk about in this episode, gaming wise, because that's what this is, is a gaming podcast. Today's Black Friday, by the way, too, we're going to be talking, I'm going to give my suggestions on some games that you may want for those who are looking to get a PlayStation 5 this year and for those who may be getting a Nintendo Switch as well. So I unfortunately, Xbox people, I, I just I don't have an Xbox anymore. I don't invest in Xbox anymore, but I'm sure there's things out there for those people. I wish I could really cater to you, but you know, it is what it is. But nonetheless, I, I will be talking about that later on on this uh, segment, but also 
I want to start off by talking about God of War Ragnarok again. Um, of course, I completed the game, love the story. Uh, it's just really the, the new God of War is so impactful because of its story. I, I think it's more the story than it is the actual gameplay. The gameplay is stellar. It's solid. But the story is so much more stronger this time around than it was before. Now, here's the thing. I actually played God of War 3 and I actually am not even played. I'm I am playing again. It's the first time I played God of War 3 in seven years. I think 2015 was the last time I played God of War uh, 3, which to me is my all time still, even with the two new versions, the first two of the new versions that came out. God of War 3 was just my everything for a lot of reasons. One, TC Carson just killed it as Kratos, as he always does. Um, and I think that was the first time we realized that TC Carson, and for those who don't know who TC Carson is, I mean, yes, he's the voice, he's the original voice of Kratos, but for those, you know, in the community and the culture who watched Live and Single, which before Friends ever was the TV show Friends, Living Single was the original Friends, um, for those who don't know. But the studios kind of did the Elvis thing and, you know, took it for their own and, made, and created Friends and Friends being, ended up becoming what it was. But I digress. That's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. T.C. Carson is famously known for playing the role of Kyle Barker on that show. So when people found out when God of War 3 came out and people got the behind the scenes of God of War 3 and they showed that of all people, T.C. Carson was the voice of Kratos. It blew people's mind because it out of nowhere, nobody realized that this dude had chops to be yelling and screaming in rage, you know, throughout this whole entire thing. Like we realized how talented T.C. Carson is um, with the series. And he's made that character as famous as Kevin Conroy did with Batman. I mean, like literally like his voice is so iconic i mean christopher judge does an awesome job as a more older you know um somber toned down tired grim version of kratos but tc's version was so it takes a lot of energy to do that version of kratos something that christopher judge has not done yet he's done it in, in spurts like his voice is saved because of the lines that he has to do does not require him to just yell all the time. He rages every once in a while, but like not to the level. I mean, like TC Carson's entire role, his lines, his dialogue was just him in anger, constant anger for a reason. And it made sense if you, uh, you know, followed the story of Kratos through this entire time. You understand? I, I played that game and realize the contrast of these two of these two versions. And I put it up on all of my social media uh, deals, including the ACMG Facebook group. Um, but I, I, I put it best, like, you know how you can really tell the difference between, it's not just the gameplay and, and, and the play style, but I can best describe God of War, the original, the, the Greco-Roman, uh, the Greece mythology um, version of God of War and the Norse mythology version of God of War, the Greek mythology, I consider a single life. The Norse mythology version, married life. <laughs> like married people understand what the hell that means. It's like you, you play like I play when I play God of War three It's so wild and loose 
and you're just doing all the crazy things that you would never normally do when you're married <laughs> and then you get married and you're all settled down you're just somber you're you know just set in your ways and you just you're just there man so that's all how i can really explain the two i mean it really is gonna when you played it back i'm like oh i remember i remember when i used to do this <laughs> i remember how wild i was back then that's what i felt like when i was playing god of war 3 but playing that game too it's just like i really i, I realized so much of what i missed about the god of war game and what was missing from the new versions that the, these these new installments of the god of war games like getting the chance to play like extremely large scale characters uh, you know boss battles which is something that i mean they they played around with it a little bit on the new games but not to the level of what they did with god of war actually not just god of war 3 but all the god of wars even the playstation um portable versions had some really high level boss battles in there too it's just the you know we consider the first three initial games the console games to be like the epitome of epic the definitive of the word epic in every way and it still is it first of all i played it on the playstation 5 too and this was the first time like i said when 2015 we obviously didn't have a new console i played it on a playstation 4 and it looked awesome but i played it on the playstation 5 and i don't know if it's the new processing power of the playstation 5 but it looked still looked tremendous on the playstation 5 it ran insanely beautiful on a playstation 5 um but it just it's so much fun and i think not to say that you know ragnarok and the original you know god of war you know or not the original god of war the first god of war of the christopher judge version wasn't fun but it felt i don't want to say limited it just felt conformed compared to the other version so you know there's still a lot i i would i would dare say if they do another god of war i want to have like first of all if, if atreus actually truly seen what his father went through during the greece mythology era i don't know how atreus would actually i don't know how he would respond or act to his father seeing his father take out titans and take out major gods and whatever like that is like i don't think like he's heard the myths and the legend of his father i don't think he's actually truly envisioned what his father went through during those times i feel like if altreus or loki would ever be have the ability to go back in time to when kratos can actually do that oh my goodness i i, I really i don't know how if he would have responded i think he would go crawl in a you know in the, in the house and you know under that area where the blades of chaos was hidden at some point but i don't know if you guys watched it too um i'm pretty sure you could watch it you i know you could watch it on a playstation 5 but i don't know if you could watch it on playstation 4 because i haven't turned on my playstation 4 in quite a while but they released a video uh for god of war looking at the inside look of god of war featuring the voices of kratos and the animation director and here is this 11 minute video which showed christopher judge talking about what it meant to him playing the this older and wiser 
version of Kratos, as well as him doing the motion capture for the game, along with Sonny uh, Jojic, uh, who plays Atreus. Both of them nominated for Game Awards, by the way. Uh, Well-deserved. Absolutely well-deserved. The video also introduced other Kratos actors from around the world to talk about the importance of judges' motion capture performance and how it helped them uh, voice the character for their regions as well. And when I watched this video, you got to watch it. If you bought the game, you need to watch it. It does have spoilers for those who haven't beat the game yet. So um, I would they'll, they'll warn you in the beginning of this. But if you already beat God of War, go out and check this out. It's pretty damn awesome. But when I looked at this video, uh, it really dawned on me because if you guys haven't checked it out yet, I did. During the early days of uh, this podcast, we had the honor and pleasure of getting tc carson on my show on this show platform and i got a chance you know i reached out to management and stuff like that and we made it happen and uh it was an honor to talk to this dude and he was such a class act he's always a class act i wish and hope he comes to philly so i can get a chance to watch him perform because he's he's a hell of a performer man um but we got a chance to talk to TC about his role as Kratos and of course living single, of course, as well. We we we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about that. But um we this was a right around a time when the new God of War came out and Christopher Judge took the role. And, you know, we didn't know, or at least he didn't tell us why, you know, he was not chosen to play this role. I'm not sure what the deal is. Of course, you know, NDAs are our thing. If you just learn from the um Helena Taylor situation like even if he says he doesn't know it's a possibility that he does know but he can't say but as I look at this behind the scenes and see how Credo uh, you, you know Christopher Judge is working a motion capture and not to mention the build the build of you know um Christopher Judge and he had he felt he had to work out to do this role because when God of War 3 came out I don't I, I'm pretty sure that TC Carson I could be absolutely wrong in this but I'm pretty sure that TC Carson no in fact I know that he did because the behind the scenes of God of War 3 shows him just in the booth doing the voice lines the voice the lines for the uh for the character he didn't do any motion capture because this is the new age of gaming and in, in pr gaming production christopher judge is not only just speaking the roles and, and, and it goes to sunny uh Jolchik and all these other people who you know who play these roles in other um games now they're not just in the booth anymore they're in a sound studio they're in a sound studio where motion mocaps and they are absolutely just performing they're performing everything okay and i'm looking at christopher judge he is like he's legit in the sense of like just stature um he really does have a deep voice <laughs> like he's not just performing that voice he is it's like when i talk to molly flanagan all the time and you know i'm talking to brothers like just you know contacting her or like or we do panels together or we we get together and everything and i'm listening to her or, I've, or the interviews that I've done with her. 
and I'm listening to her and I'm like, okay, I thought that she was, she was really, you know, performing the role of Naruto and doing that voice. No, that's her voice. <laughs> that is absolutely her voice. And I'm telling you, man, I, I really, it was at all I'm like, okay, he really does sound great. He wakes up and sounds like Kratos. He like, I, he's one of those guys that like, I wonder like when puberty hit, how much of an advantage did he take when he started, you know, asking, um, people out on dates or whatever like that, you know, with that voice or talking to people on the phone. Cause he's old school too. He, he, you know, before social media and all this stuff, we used to just talk on the phone with people and, you know, flirt with people. And if you got a right, if you got the right voice, boy, that carries. <laughs> he has one of those deep voices that like if you you can say somebody's name or something like that and some people would go in awe <laughs> at the sound of a voice like Christopher Judge or whatever but you know he's doing all these extracurricular type of things that actors normally didn't do for in video games before so you know in a video game like this like every movement that you see is actually Christopher Judge and and Sonny uh, Jiljic and other characters who play the other roles which is for the evolution of game development. It's just astounding, man. Cause I grew up at a time when dude, I grew up in the era at the very beginning at the paleolithic era of gaming. Do you know what that is folks? It's pong. I was around when pong pong is the equivalent of cave paintings. <laughs> okay you know if you could compare it from from an art history perspective it is cave paintings you know nintendo uh nintendo also cave paintings the 8-bit era and then you get the 16-bit era becomes polynesian art you know to the or even egyptian art and then when you get to the playstation era and the nintendo 64 era and the sega genesis oh not the sega genesis but the uh the Saturn era or whatever like that when they get to 3D that's like the that's like the Greco-Roman era of video games okay so and the reason why I'm saying this for those who don't know who are new to listening to this I always compare and contrast art history to video games because there is a parallel and I actually did a paper I wish I could find that paper uh I did a paper for art history doing it was actually just an extracurricular uh deal too but I was just so fascinated by the history of art and seeing that Video game development and design is it's it's doing the same historical evolutionary process as art history. So it's no reason that we can't consider video games and art. And I always compare the two together when you do that. But I was around during this time to see that we are getting to the days where like people are motion capture just performing these roles like what you see is what you are you know based on a performance of these guys it's amazing it makes me wonder if part of the reason why tc carson was not chosen to reprise his role because from a performance standpoint from a from a verbal performance standpoint or oral performance standpoint tc could have absolutely did this role but when you see christopher judge in this costume and i think they grafted his body frame around that too maybe maybe some a few different enhancements or whatever but he worked out for this role and i believe he says that in the video that he worked out for this role to make sure that he was lean and be able to do some of the things that you know because they had a stunt coordinator as well and him doing all these you know 
moves and everything you gotta be in bad shape and i would dare say christopher jones may be slightly younger than tc carson i don't know to what end but you look at t you know tc carson now they, i mean tc carson's been around for quite a while so i don't know if he would be physically capable to do some of the things that they require him to do and i think they knew what they were leading into and this again this is not exact this is just my hypothesis at best so if you're listening to this i don't want you to say that this is exactly what happened this is not exactly this is my theory this is my hypothesis my educated guess if you will of possibly what could have happened and why he didn't get that role because you see i mean watch this watch this clip i'm telling you you know it's not to say that tc couldn't have done the role he could have easily voiced a role and he could have had somebody to do that easily but i think you know they got a great deal on christopher judge because not only can he voice the role this dude could actually you know he could do his own stunts too and he could play that role we could get his motion so i think it's not a not in no uh disrespect to tc carson and to say it's just maybe like they just wanted somebody who can do a little bit more than what they could in this case so i mean that could play a major factor i hope also that at some point we can see we can actually we can actually see tc somehow make a comeback i already did do a flashback um deal with i would love to see that if they do another you know god of war again i would absolutely love that because it pays homage man please let's be let's be real about something here tc carson helped make that character what it is his voice his contributions like i said he is the kratos as i would relate him to you know he is the kratos as what kevin conroy is to batman the same way i would say christopher judge is the kratos as what troy baker is to batman because those two are kind of similar they were like the next generation batmans and i would say troy baker who's like one of the top um you know voice actors or actors out there doing voice roles he's the closest thing that you could get to kevin conroy as you could possibly can um he he's the only one that can master the kevin conroy voice you know whereas it, it's just kevin conroy doing the voice that we all love troy baker his performance is, is spectacular and he he's the one guy that is able to muster that kevin conroy you know dark unite type of voice same can go for christopher judge with kratos he was the right guy to, to, to really you know still sound like kratos but have that be a more grim older you know wiser version of him so um now i get it but i mean i for the, all the years like every every single video you know got a war game that he's done it's made a lot of cash because of the performance and the game development like all that combined it was just a great chemistry of game development and and acting but we also saw tc reprise the role as kratos on many different formats i mean the the performance of kratos was seen in so many different cameos uh appearances and in, in dlc appearances in the game he was on mortal Kombat. uh he played on other games he was on soul caliber 
<laughs> people don't realize there was a PSP version of Soul Calibur, which makes me wonder why why hasn't there been a Tekken or a Soul Calibur on the, on the uh, Nintendo Switch yet? I don't know, but that's a whole nother story. But for those who don't remember or didn't ever own a PSP, he was also seen in Soul Calibur. There was a Soul Calibur PSP version of the game, and he was uh, a a secret character. He was a D, uh, he was he wasn't a DLC. He was a secret character in the game. For those who are for the young generation who actually plays video games now. There was a time when we didn't have to pay for extra characters. There were secret characters already embedded in the game and you had to unlock them or they already came with the game itself. So um, same thing went for Kratos. Kratos also was in Mortal Kombat as well. And you got to play him as a secret character for the PlayStation versions only. So uh, because Kratos actually is the flagship character for PlayStation. So I don't pick the, I don't know if people realize that, but he's he's like to PlayStation as Sonic is to Sega as Mario is to Nintendo in this case. So like he's their top seller and he is now because that the game has sold it rapidly fast and is like the most sold PlayStation game in history right now. It has accomplished much, but I really do hope that we get to see tc kind of they, they pay homage to him in some form or fashion and you know give him his flowers as they did when he was when they were playing him but with it's 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 arguable to say like without tc's performance we wouldn't have got to this point you know great casting and he great commitment to his craft let's make that happen but go out of your way check this out it's it's a really awesome video i like they both knock it out the park their performances are awesome um really one of the one of possibly the biggest games of the year and i can't wait till the game wars come out to see how this jury of uh you know judges have decided on who would go to be the game deal because we had some really awesome games this year um between that and horizon forbidden west is going to be interesting to see who pulls out the most this year with that so all right for all you marvel fans out there for all you guys that are playing marvel avengers still you know it's it's been we've been waiting for it it's been coming and on the 29th which i believe will be next tuesday we are going to have the winter soldier up here as the newest addition to the avengers game uh bucky's story takes place during the events of the game of the game story, which involves a day aim, Steve Rogers, alleged death and stuff like that. And it plays on, on that situation. So Bucky's story takes place during the events of the game, which shows him a bit depressed and distraught after the a day event incident or the a day. Uh, yeah, pretty much the a day incident, which led to the alleged death of Steve Rogers. So during the process, of what uh, Kamala Khan is going through and the Avengers are going through with their disbanded situation. Um, he's unaware that Steve is still alive. All, you know, neither, all of them are still unaware that he was alive. This is even before, spoiler alert, for those who haven't played it, this is even before, um, you know, they ended up going to the satellite with uh, Iron Man and such to discover what they discovered back then. Um, Bucky, was then recruited by Maria Hill from S.H.I.E.L.D. 
for missions against AIM while also rescuing inhumans that are being kidnapped and trafficked. Uh, which, uh, with Bucky still wanting to learn more about Cap's death, scientist Supreme Monica from AIM uses this as an opportunity to compromise Bucky's mentality, brainwashing him and turning him into her assassin. Thanks to Natasha, AKA Black Widow, uh, finding the mind control protocols, Bucky decides to team with the Avengers to assure that he will not be controlled by Monica or anyone else ever again. He somehow breaks control and is now working with the Avengers to stop AIM's plans. Um, it's three minute video that uh, showed up and I believe like again, it's gonna be arriving on the 29th. The three minute video shows a lot of what we're gonna see and be able to play through with uh, the Winter Soldier including claims that uh we will have an all new set of movesets and abilities abilities yes movesets yeah okay but i mean and in reality it's the same control scheme uh as all the other characters you know i mean they do a good job making it kind of feel different but you know in all hindsight we're just playing some of the same things a lot of people expect that it will be a mirror character of one of the other characters that we've already had, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I, I, I enjoyed playing uh, as a lot of the characters, and I do feel like that they are slightly different, but somewhat slightly the same as others as well. I mean, there's only so much you could do, but I would say the look of um, Bucky is awesome. They showed a variety of different skins that you will be able to acquire uh in there including the original bucky costume that he had with um steve rogers in world war ii so you got that as well the new dlc will include a new story mission campaign and uh you know as well so i don't think i don't expect it to be anything as elaborate as the black panther probably more like what they did with thor uh in spider-man for those who have the playstation version so it's coming out next week i'm going to be playing it uh so i'm looking forward to it you know plus we're counting down to a game another marvel game i am very much looking forward to and that is midnight suns which is going to be coming on friday the 2nd of december so while we're waiting for that game and they've been hyping that game up really well with these if you haven't checked it out go on to uh, YouTube follow you know subscribe and follow to Midnight Suns you know Marvel Midnight Suns and you will see a, a lot of prequel short animated films that are that has given us an idea of what to look out for and on the actual video game I am actually so excited because I you know like I said I played the XCOM games before and I was surprisingly into really playing those games so to see a Marvel version of XCOM on here plus a lot of these customizations you could create your own character and get them in i'm psyched for this and i also hopefully that this game is so good that you know will it will be good on the nintendo switch now they haven't announced the nintendo switch version because at, they originally was supposed to come out with all of these um at the same time but something came about and now we're they're postponing the deal with that and we'll see what happens with that like I'm hoping, I am really hoping that this turns out well for the Nintendo Switch because here's the problem. And this is the, this is a, 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 a constant problem because 2K games is involved 
with this i don't know if, if they're just publishers uh or not or whatever like that but whenever 2k games has their hand on something that's supposed to be on the nintendo switch there's always issues and this feels like i i know they don't want to make the same mistake as, as what they did with 2k18 wwe 2k18 because that is and we talked about i talked about this with boros boris aguilar of uh, sunday night's main event we uh reviewed black panther wakanda's for um wakanda forever oh it, no we didn't talk about it there we talked about it on his show uh uh rampage rambling which i was on um just last week uh if you're a sunday night's main event you know wrestling fan and you're on his patreon page you would have heard that uh, episode with me on air as well but we did talk briefly about you know the new uh fight forever video game for aew which is looking really damn good by the way um but also the debacle that was 2k games and you know 2k wwe 2k18 they're trying their hardest not to have that situation happen again so i guess they held back on you know midnight suns to assure that it's going to play well on the playstation on a, on a nintendo switch i'm sorry um because i mean we've seen games that are played on all of these game all of these uh platforms do well mortal kombat 11 did well uh sifu just came out for the nintendo switch and that plays awesome on there as well too there are other games that also um have been out on all these ports that have done really well so you know after the events because wwe 2k18 is widely known as the worst absolute undoubtedly undebatable worst game to ever be on the nintendo switch and it at one point it, it it made the nintendo switch look bad because it just made it seem like okay a game of this caliber can't even play on a nintendo switch now luckily i think people started figuring out it wasn't the heart it wasn't the hardware it was the the it was the the game developers <laughs> fault of this you know what i'm saying so it was really it, it thank goodness that it people were smart enough that to realize that you know we learned especially later on because we like i said we saw games that were ported from you know the playstation 5 the playstation 4 the xbox and all this stuff that were being ported onto the game and it was playing much better i mean some of it some of the games that were played had some limitations in terms of graphic power but the processing power the you know the frame rates and everything were awesome again mortal kombat 11 nether realm studios saved the idea of any games not being able to be played um on the nintendo switch that came from a console that was the mortal kombat 11 is awesome on there okay um so hopefully like i said hopefully they will get it together but i'm looking forward to playing that uh as well as fight forever i if if I swear to goodness if if aew fight forever on a nintendo switch which i've talk to people and and read comments on social media different social media platforms there's a lot of people that are going to be looking forward to playing this on the uh aew fight forever on the nintendo switch as well as marvel midnight suns it it more importantly because there's not a definitive wrestling game on the nintendo switch if aew is able to pull off a great game for the nintendo switch that includes the Aki engine gameplay style. That is gonna do. So, that is gonna make 
so much over what WWE has been able to do. It's going to push it's going to push WWE to the limits because they have yet to be able to create a really good game. And I, I, I will not uh, compare WWE Battleground to that because that was just crap. <laughs> that was just arcadey crap right there. So no, we need a definitive wrestling game. And I also want to see Marvel Midnight Suns in it, uh, as well do good on there. So, all right. Last thing I want to talk about in this segment before we head off to our final stage um, is my recommendations for everybody who is looking to get a Nintendo Switch or and or I should say a PlayStation 5 because those are the systems that I have. So I got some great recommendations for you guys to, you know, possibly get as today is Black Friday. And again, please, people. Be safe going out to these things. You know, if you feel like you're going to die for a deal, don't go digital, please. I, I beg you, it's not worth it or just don't at all. It's really not worth it. You know, let's let's chase the control and narrative of these holiday seasons. I mean, seriously, deals come all year round in some form or fashion or you just buy it whole. whatever. It's still your life is worth more than this. But I digress. Let's talk about games that I think that you guys should get this holiday season. I just mentioned Sifu, an awesome, awesome brawler. I, they keep putting it in the fighting game category. I mean, I would if you didn't, you know, just beat people up all through the damn place. I say Sifu on any system is worth getting. Like I said, it, I just got it for the Nintendo Switch. It is fantastic. On Nintendo Switch, just being it like it's a great brawler, it's a great innovative brawler, but it's also a great stress reliever too. <laughs> if you are pissed off, that's the game you play because the way you can beat the living crap out of people is is tremendous. Um, but also, you know, mocap, um, also or slow cap, I should say, has done a great deed by nerfing the hell out of this game because the game was it was awesome but it was also way too challenging to some point too and it was at some point that people were just like i'm just gonna move on <laughs> you know but they made it a lot more fun there like if you they have an easier student level that you can play now which helps you get through the game and then once you beat the game initially you um it unlocks uh these cheats you know that you can do where you can just play beat god mode all the time you get all the moves and everything you just enjoy the game for what it is and enjoy the story and the story is awesome if you like john wick or if you like kill bill this game is for you <laughs> it's really awesome so sifu for any game right now which i believe it could be on sale too so this is a great time to get that as well um and from there so nintendo switch got about roughly 10 games i would recommend anybody if you're a marvel fan absolutely without a doubt go get marvel ultimate alliance 3 because marvel ultimate alliance 3 is probably the better or one of the best marvel games out right now uh in, in, in recent uh and recent uh generation of marvel games this came out right around the same time that marvel uh marvel avengers came out and this really made marvel avengers look like crap especially during the time because when marvel avengers came out if you guys remember there was it, in 2020 consider probably one of the worst games to come out that in cyberpunk 2077 now i can safely say that both of those games are very playable right now um but i was still i still say marvel ultimate uh marvel avengers is just it it, it 
I think they're more focused on paywall more than they are gameplay, <laughs> if you will. So I kind of stay away from that. But Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is a very fun, beautifully designed. Uh, if you played the other two Marvel Ultimate Alliance games, you know what to expect. But I think to me, this was the best of them all because, you know, the game design was much better. Nintendo put their, you know, is behind it. Um, this was exclusive for the Nintendo Switch. And it's a great, great, great game. I mean, if you're a Marvel fan, the fanfare in this game is just absolutely awesome. You can't go wrong when the storyline is based on Thanos and Infinity, uh, you know, Infinity Gauntlet, if you will. This is, you know, Ultimate Alliance 3 is like their version of Endgame or, or the Infinity Wars, if you will. So they focus with their own story and narrative today. There's so many, you know, there's so many awesome characters that you can play in that game. Plus, they came out with an extra story mode based on, you know, featuring Dr. Doom. You can't go wrong with this. So go out of your way, definitely get it in it right now because it's been out for a while. It should be a you should be able to get it for a really good price on the Nintendo eShop right now as well. Or you could probably even get it better physically as well for those who want, you know, want the physical ones, the um, cartridges or whatever like that or cards. You could probably get it for a really, really good price at a GameStop or whatever you chose to get at Best Buy or whatever like that. So, but I definitely recommend this. Persona 5 Royale for you RPG, uh, you know, fans out there. I am enjoying that game on a Nintendo Switch as well. Also have it for the uh, PlayStation 5. Um, always a great game. Uh, never fails. Uh, you know, if you wonder why people like Persona 5 so much, it took me a while to understand that, but um, upon really getting into it after playing some of the other uh persona games and, and watching the anime I, more or less the anime was what really drew me into the game because the anime came out and it really plays scene from scene from the video game so like the story of that was just so awesome you i just had to play the game but royale is out which has a lot of different features from the original versions as well so you might want to get that um possibly one of the most fun games I've had a chance to play. Uh, and also one of the coolest guests I've had this year, probably, um, you know, Yannick Bazell from Tribute Games. Got it. I would be remiss if I didn't say T uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge. Awesome. For a lot of reasons. One, it's a really awesome throwback of the original, you know, arcade Turtles games, but it's just with a new coat of paint, some awesome additions to it. And you got the voices from the original 87 characters there and a soundtrack featuring Raekwon the Chef, Ghostface Killer of the Wu-Tang, and our very own Megaran, who also makes his uh, appearance at the end, his musical appearance at the end of the out uh, deal too. So you can't go wrong. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this game. It's just awesome. Uh, anime fans, you may in fighting game fans, you like anime? You like fighting? can't go wrong with jojo's bizarre adventure all-star battle r also uh possibly on sale on the eShop as well beautifully stunning game that bandai namco came out with uh you know I, I this was originally on the playstation 3 and they decided to um bring it back out and fully enjoyed this game it's just stunning it makes me want like to see other really awesome 3d games come on this like i said where the hell is the Soul Calibur for the Nintendo Switch? Um, definitely want to see that. I think, I don't know if that's exclusive to PlayStation Air or not, or whatever like that, but we we need more of this on here as well. Um, I, 
five it was really interesting because i would be remiss if i didn't put a legend of zelda game on here but i can't say specifically which one I, obviously you could definitely say breath of the wild if you have not played breath of the wild among all of them breath of the wild is a must to get in this game but i would also argue any legend of zelda game on the nintendo is worth getting so i just put any legend of zelda game <laughs> on air but i would say if, if you haven't played any first get breath of the wild but also there's the uh hyrule warriors games as well that you could get there's also um the remake of uh link to the past which is beautiful i mean there's so many different zelda games right now that you could play and enjoy there's not a bad zelda game out there you know uh Sigiri Miyamoto is just masterful with, with the Zelda series. So go out of your way and check it out. Again, going back to, you know, anime, fighting games, and Persona fans. Persona 4 uh, Arena Ultimax is also a must-have. And also another game that I believe came out during the PlayStation 3 era and they brought back and, you know, added some new bells and whistles to it. But it's a beautiful game. Arc System Works, you know, guys who did Guilty Gear, Blaze Blue, and whatnot knocked it out the park with that one uh just beautifully done and uh just a really just really awesome game that you definitely want to play uh kirby in the forgotten land a must get it was a beautiful beautifully uh 3d platformer that they uh came out with earlier this year and my first kirby game i ever played and i enjoyed it immensely um it was kind of their it was their odyssey if you will. And I, when I say Odyssey, I mean Mario Odyssey, um, which is another game I would highly recommend. Of all Mario games to get, definitely get Mario Odyssey because Mario Odyssey is the best of them all. I'm not even going to even argue it. It is a love letter to every single other Mario game that you ever had. So, you know, if you talk about one of the first games that you need to get, Mario Odyssey. I mean, if you if you're gonna get a Nintendo Switch, you can't you can't get a Nintendo Switch without getting a Mario game, and Mario Odyssey is a absolute must to get in any format. So whether you get a digital or you get a physical, man. But Kirby all in a Forgotten Land also it kind of plays like that, but like it doesn't have the meat and potatoes that Mario has. Like they went all out for Mario Odyssey. I, I man, that game was so beautiful. It was it, it was a heartfelt love letter to Mario fans in general. Just awesome. If you like uh, isometrical, you know, uh, action games, the award winning game Hades uh, is a must. Absolute must. You got to go after this game. Th this game was just so awesome. People cannot forget about this game. I'm pretty sure this game is on sale on the eShop right now for today. So it's you get so drawn into this game the minute that you uh you check it out and it, by the way i absolutely also interviewed uh folks from that series as well um i would highly recommend you go to talktimelive.com and check out a lot of my interviews with um the guests that i had from you know from there as well um uh, what was the name of the guy banneritas Oh, great, uh, great Casavan, <laughs> who is the head developer of that of uh, Hades. I had a chance to have him on on the year that they came out with it, and they got nominated and won a lot of awards as well uh, during that year, too. It's just incredible that what they were able to do with that game during the pandemic is awesome. Bayonetta 3, without a doubt. True, uh, Platinum Games is most 
ambitious title to date is a must despite the controversy and i've reviewed it already this game is a absolute must have we waited a long time for this game to come and if you haven't gotten the other two i would just say try to if you can get all three get all three games they're a lot of fun uh it's just absolutely fantastic bayonetta 3 went out with a bang i tell you and number the last one i got for the switch i you know i i would say any dragon ball game is worth getting like xenoverse uh kakarot which kakarot is about to receive some new content coming soon too um but i would also say dragon ball heroes world missions which is their car battle game it's one of the best car battle games i've played since snk versus capcom uh car battle which is actually also on a nintendo switch as well you can get that too very addictive game this was also a very addictive game as well it, there's really no bad choices there are so many awesome games but i mean just to, for starters those are good games to i would recommend just to start i mean i couldn't just pack it all in i had to narrow it down to like 10 at best but those are some games and sifu is an honorable mention because it's on every system anyway so go anyway check that out it's just absolutely fantastic playstation 5 i hated this game when it first came out because it was my first attempt to try to enjoy a first person shooter and it became one of two worst games of 2020 that was cyberpunk 2077 by cd project red and i've talked about this i hated them and then now recently i have praised the hell out of them for this game because they worked their asses off to fix a lot of the problems that this game had um I played it on a PlayStation 5 after all this time, and thanks to the anime that came out, Edge Runners, um, which really helped me, encouraged me to get back into this game and, and invest. And I, at the time, you could go back on my archives of this of 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 this show, this very show, at where times where I've said I am not a fan of uh, first-person shooters. I'm not a fan of. First. I've been saying it since this this has begun and then all of a sudden i'm just i guess this older me becoming more mature or whatever like that it's just a all right let me check this out let me give this a chance um i'm glad i did and thanks to the anime which is on netflix edge runner highly recommend checking it out uh also nominated for a game award too i became reimmersed in this game and i'm glad i did because it was one of it is one of my favorite game experiences that should have been one of my favorite game experiences in 2020 it is two years later and it is awesome i've played both the no the nomad uh storyline the street kids storyline and i just finished the corporal uh or the corporate storyline all of them were great and fantastic i completely beat this game um i was immersed into the story each and every time i played as different gender uh characters or whatever like that and just to see the experiences and the connections with certain characters in the game would i just so much you could do uh cd project red i commend them immensely I, I commended them in anyway because when they first when the debacle first came out in 2020 they owned up to it which is something that you never saw from the likes of developers like 2k games who would always sweep still to this day even with um wwe 2k 22 which is better than what the other versions was but still has its issues they don't acknowledge their customer base 
the consumer base. They sweep it under the rug and keep it moving. That's not the way you treat your customers. That's not like own up to your mistakes and try to make it better. So I always commend to see CD Projekt Rig and I even do so more now because they fixed CD uh, uh, Cyberpunk uh, 2077. I'm looking forward to the expansion. Like I'm ready for the expansion story um, that's coming soon. So I'm ready to get back in whenever that comes back. Uh, of course, I mentioned God of War. <laughs> uh, God of War absolutely is a must for PlayStation owners. Like you got to get the flagships. It, God of War and God. I, I hopefully they're smart enough to come out with a bundle. God of War and God of War uh, Ragnarok. Now the original God of War was for the PlayStation 4, but it still runs beautifully on a PlayStation 5 as if it was from the PlayStation 5. They added 60 more frames of um, 60 frames of, uh, you know, animation. It was built. They they re they re established it for the PlayStation Pro, which was supposed to be uh, handling 4K graphics anyway. So you should be fine getting that, but also add Ragnarok as well, because, you know, you can't get one without the other at this point because, you know, you're going to be lost in the story. Spider-Man, the uh, new cut, the new PS5 version, a must. Technically, Spider-Man is also a flagship character as well for Sony, uh, too, because, you, you know, there's there, you aren't aside from. I guess not, not really, because like you can play Spider-Man on on Nintendo Switch, too. <laughs> technically um maybe not as a standalone but he's in marvel ultimate alliance 3 and he will be on midnight suns as well so yeah yeah i guess you could you know some ways he technically is but he won't be able to you can't play him on a, um, xbox that's the only thing but if you own a pc and all that stuff you could do it as well but uh spider-man ps5 i just finished playing it. i feel like this is a game that gamers and, and marvel fans and comic book fans this is a game like you own it you got to at least play it every once a year. You absolutely have to play that once a year. So you can't go wrong, even though they did change the, you know, the actors, you know, facial, you know, the face models for the actors for Peter Parker, whatever like that. It's still a great game. Nonetheless, um, if you own a PC version, you can mod it back to the original face, which I wish we could do. Or I wish they would. It, th there's so much controversy over that situation, but I digress. Also, you get Spider-Man for the PS5, you gotta get Spider-Man Miles Morales as well. First of all, for a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons. One, it's a great spin-off to the um to the first Spider-Man game. And it's a standalone for Miles Morales to establish him. And I think it was a great way to establish him. But what it also accomplishes for us that Insomniac accomplished is that this is probably the first actual or official christmas game like there are other christmas games are out there with christmas themes on there like um saints saints row uh three also had had a uh, dlc strictly a christmas themes uh dlc as well so you can also make that a christmas game too uh miles morales is probably one of the best christmas games ever this is like the diehard of christmas games actually there's a lot of christmas themes to it at even at the beginning i actually did a video on social media uh showing the amount of Christmas things and why you should annually play this game. Like you can play Spider-Man any time of the year, but I would highly recommend playing Spider-Man Miles Morales every uh, holiday season. Um, a great story, uh, great development, but also I would say too, and I just posted an awesome video on for the ACMG Facebook group on other on other platforms as well. 
this game in 2020, along with Final Fantasy VII Remake, was possibly the two most important games of the genre. Miles Morales was meant to represent, to, to express representation for the culture. No more than it did with a scene on air. And you know, if you haven't checked it out, I don't want to spoil it, but when I first saw it, you can't it would, because you'll still get emotional watching it. But when I first saw this in the game, I broke down in tears because during 2020 with all that we went through and me being black and you know, our community going through what we went through with George Floyd and Ahmaud Aubrey and Breonna Taylor and everybody who was going through something of that nature. And we felt that this was the worst time for our history in years for our culture and to see the support that this game had with one moment that defined the most empowering moment of the of any game of that year when eight when we saw a mural in new york with the black lives matter deal you know um art in there and i i went in tears because i played through all of these missions and you know as a incentive there's this one more mission that you got to do and you get this awesome new yellow and black suit that, which is you know it's harlem so it's yellow and black and i believe that has some references to um luke cage as well so it was just a beautiful scene and i i recently just put a video out talking about that and it's just it's one of the most empowering moments in gaming history but in particular for 2020 because it was much needed i couldn't tell you how much this game meant to me and it still means to me and it made me even if I wasn't a Marvel fan before, which I already was hardcore, you couldn't be a Marvel Marvel fan as you could with that game. You know, it, it was just so needed. So both these Spider-Man games, are, I highly recommend jumping on and getting as well. Uh, Kena Bridges of Spirit, just a beautiful, beautiful indie game. Uh, I highly recommend it. It just added some new elements to it as well. New game pluses in there, too. Uh, you could grab that. Ghostwire Tokyo before I really got into first person shooters I will give credit to Ghostwire Tokyo being the first game that really drew me into why I would enjoy a first person shooter and that's the story and narrative and that's what drew me in and on top of that this is not like a shooter this is not a first person shooter this is more of like a, just a first person action game where you have spiritual powers rather than guns or swords or whatever like that and i really dug that because it was something different it brought something different to the table what i hope is that ghostwire tokyo ends up on a nintendo switch as well because the memory capacity is not that it's not that much and i believe much like seafood you can easily put that into the nintendo switch so hopefully next year we will see it not chance i i truly believe this i always say this whenever i look at, at a game on a playstation 5 that is not that big it's like less than 20 or even 30 chances are you'll see it on a nintendo switch and i've always pretty i've been pretty damn good on my guesses with that so far um if you're a tales of symphony fan you may want to jump on tales of rise i found that game to be really fun absolutely beautiful game to play um i mean it's just absolutely incredible to get uh to, to play through that game and there's other band I, I honestly i again i can't say there's so many games i could say but i just narrowed it down to that but there are other great bandai namco games that you could get as well but i 
Tales of Arise was just, it came to my mind because it was very deep, um, beautifully performed, voice acting was stellar, the art design was just beautiful, and you get really drawn into that universe as well. Fighting game fans, Guilty Gear Strive. Is there any other game? <laughs> Is there really any other game that you could get right now? It's just absolutely outstanding visuals. Um, you're you're really controlling a, 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 a you know you're really controlling a, a you know a anime coming to life. I you know honorable mention. I mentioned Dragon Ball games too. Dragon Ball Fighters. I should also mention too. If you're a Dragon Ball fan, Dragon Ball Fighters on any system is awesome. So, you know, go out of your way and check that out too. But I mentioned that because Arc System Works worked on both of them as well. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that, but Guilty Gear Strive takes it to a whole nother level. The story mode alone, it's not even you just fighting, you're just watching a really awesome movie. Um, and there are two now story modes since then. So I'm pretty sure that you could get all that for one great little uh, price today. Um, check it out. Uh, also, I, you know, my second to the last pick is Lost Judgment, which is a spinoff from the Yakuza series, but it's one of the first Yakuza, uh, Yakuza games to have um, English dub voices and performances on there. So um, it's an awesome detective series, but it's also a great action brawler RPG action RPG um, that you can play. It's just beautiful using the dragon engine from Ria, Ria Gaku, uh, Gotogu. I'm pretty sure I'm butchering that development company's name, but these guys are awesome. They've done tremendously with uh, the Yakuza series, which actually derives from the original Shinmu series and stuff like that. The, uh, I believe the assistant to Yu Suzuki is part of the team that created this company and they kind of played off of that engine and actually superseded and perfected what Yu Suzuki has done with that and it created this whole new awesome universe within japan as well so uh the first judgment definitely get but also lost judgment was a very fun game for me so if you like that and really awesome awesome deep thrilling detective stories that's you know that's awesome for you and horizon forbidden west i thought it was much better than the first i thought they you know it's still not breath of the wild by any stretch but you know i I felt that they made a lot of improvements on the other game as well uh, from the first game. And, you know, the story was much better this time around and uh, the performances was much better and the graphics looks beautiful and everything. And, it, you know, just character design and everything. You know, another, you know, Aloy also actually is considered a flagship, you know, one of their top flagship uh, characters as well in there too. So, you know, those are some great ones. There are tons of other games that you can definitely pick. And if you even look at my, you know, going to talktumlive.com and look at my list, going to the podcast page, you uh, go to the search engine, type in select start. You can see all the games that I reviewed on there and you can listen to the reviews and what I think about them. Maybe you can suggest the other ones too, but these are the ones that come to mind. These are some of the best games to start you off for the, uh, for your PlayStation five and your Nintendo switch experience. So, you know, check it out. You know, you can't go wrong. A lot of these are award winners as well. So folks that will do it for this segment of the show. We're going to take a break, come back, enter the final stage. And we talk about games that you may want to check out for the holidays. We'll find out if Sonic frontiers is one of those games that you may want to invest in as well. We'll do that right after this.
Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! reached the final stage of this program and i'm here to review and give my thoughts on sonic frontiers the latest installment into the sonic series by sega and we first saw this you know this was looked like the game changer we were looking for we wanted that same sonic adventure experience that we got dating back to the dreamcast era and we have not gotten it yet and when sonic frontiers was announced and they showed the trailers and everything this look to be what we've been waiting for but more because we you know for those who had the chance to play sonic adventures when it came out on the dreamcast the ever-loving cult classic dreamcast system never forget that um you know that was the game that they flagshipped for that game and it met expectations it took us to a whole nother level of sonic we've never seen before and never seen since um people argue sonic 2 was great too i like sonic 2 but i felt like sonic yeah, Sonic Adventures 2, I should say. But Sonic Adventures 1 was like the original bad boy of the Sega Dreamcast. And it really showed us what we can see from Sonic. We haven't gotten that same since. There have been some hit or misses with the series. They had to even go back to formula by going back with the original side-scrolling style of gameplay. But we never got that definitive old, you know, version that we've been looking for. Sonic Frontiers come in and has it? You accomplished what we've been waiting for? I would definitely say yes, but not perfectly. Not completely. I think it, I, this is, I would argue this is, this is definitely the best Sonic game I've played and the most enjoyable Sonic game that I've played since Adventures. And I've played Colors and I played some of the other ones, you know, dating back, but they weren't as fun. This one, I think, has something to offer. And I think this is the start of something really good for this uh, for the franchise that they could build on and make better. I thought what they did so far has been really good. I will give you my pros and cons of what I liked about this game here. And, you know, you can make your own decision as to whether if you're a Sonic fan, you already probably already gotten it. But if you have been a fleeting Sonic fan where you felt like, you know, the the game series has not lived up to the expectations. I would say this may be one issue you want to give 
a try to, but it's not perfect. And I will definitely mention that the cons of this as well. So let's get started with the story of the game. And then also we talked about before I even get to the story, we talked about and discussed how games being on bigger, more powerful platforms like the PlayStation, Xbox and such can play on the Nintendo Switch. Well, we're going to talk about that, too, because the version that I play was specifically on a Nintendo Switch, mostly because I know how well they're going to play on the next gen game consoles. It's too easy. But how does this game play on a lesser powered game? Now, we were never going to denounce Nintendo Switch for not being a power player. But, you know, let's be real. The processing power does not play as well as the other two. But what Nintendo got, gets right is that they accentuate the positives and hides the negative to make a game, even though not as powerful, it, it can still live up to it. And we've seen games that has been awarded his, you know, with accolades better than some new next gen games. And I will say it again, Breath of the Wild has beat out many other games that are considered more powerful than they are visually, cosmetically more beautiful, but they managed to make Breath of the Wild such a game changer of a game that now people are trying to mimic in new next gen next gen consoles. So it doesn't always power does not always matter in this case, but you know, development in, 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 in the design aspect does. Were they able to do for Sonic Frontiers on the Switch that they were already doing on the Nintendo or on the PlayStation 5 in the Xbox Series X? I am happy to say they did. This is very impressive on the Nintendo Switch. But before we get into the pros, let's talk about the story here. Uh, try to, just, you know, dumb it down as much as possible. But you know, Sonic and the crew basically enter Star uh, Starfall Island, uh, looking in search of the Chaos Emeralds. Of course, the, are we just all clear that the Chaos Emeralds are the Dragon Balls at this point? It does the same exact thing, except Goku doesn't turn into Super Saiyan using the Dragon Balls. He's already Super Saiyan, whereas here, Sonic gets Super Sonic by collecting his chaos emeralds. That's the only contrast to this whole thing. But they're in search of the chaos emeralds. Once again, Sonic Amy tails head towards the Starfall Island. However, they do approach a tornado. And within that, there's also a wormhole that appears and sucks Sonic in, separating him from his crew. Sonic wakes up and finds himself in what is believed to be a cyberspace. His surroundings uh, which uh, his surroundings resemble that of a familiar place, but also everything is digital. Sonic manages to escape the cyberspace and ends up in a new island called Kronos Island, amongst other islands that he will encounter in the game. Uh, once the uh, uh, one of the Starfall, uh, which is one of the Starfall Islands, uh, apparently, according to the story here, the island is the home is home to ruins filled with ancient mysteries and eerie uh, enemies. Guided by a mysterious voice, Sonic brings to search for his friends what secrets lie asleep on the island. A strange girl named Sage blocks Sonic's path. What is her intentions through this whole time? So it's a kind of a it's a it's a story you can follow, but somewhat it, it it's just there. 
<laughs> it's just there that but the game settings which i always love gives uh players the choice to enjoy the story or challenge themselves because when you play a sonic game a lot of people like to speed run or whatnot or testers you know skills doing speed so they'll they provide that for both i'm particularly just a story dude so like is the story good you know the gameplay is good i'm good if i want to challenge myself that's secondary to anything else um what i did really like about this game is the absolute awesome boss fights i think this is where sonic got right this is something that you know boss fights in a sonic game were good they range from okay to good this one is kind of like good to great and and i would dare say awesome in some cases um i got into boss fights that reminded me of the sonic adventure days in particular the final boss fight on sonic adventures when the music when the dope um music is blaring and, and coming on and he's supersonic and he's just flying over to get you know it's that type of deal you get this not only do you get this in sonic frontiers but you get it a lot in sonic frontiers because there's like different tiers of bosses that you play in here uh i, I forgot what they called them but you got these you know set of kind of android looking bosses that you end up fighting and then there's these really titanic uh scaled monsters that, and, and, and bosses that you end up fighting where you got to scale to them you got to climb up to them or run up to their bodies and take them out there so like you're just little this little dude that you got to take out um taking out all these large monsters and then like this is really elaborate monsters which you know it, you know makes you once you collect all the chaos emeralds you end up having to turn into supersonic and that's usually the main boss battle of the entire island stage and it's just absolutely a lot of fun it doesn't you know especially if you play just the easy mode it's it's a lot of fun to play because you're just you know focusing on the action and it's not you know it's not that much of a challenge to go through uh, of course if you wanted to go make a challenge you can put the difficulty level up at any time challenge yourself to you know once you get used to that you know you know mastering how to beat these guys and each boss is patterned meaning that they have a pattern um of which you, how you can beat these games it's never like it's not really like loose fighting where and i say loose fighting meaning you they're not you know the ai is not unpredictable the ai is very predictable and you will you'll be able to figure out the patterns from that point and be able to beat them and it's a lot of fun it's just really a lot of fun and that's what it felt like like the design of the game the philosophy of the game is built on more fun than challenge but the challenge is there if you want it but they're the biggest focus and i think that that's something that may have been missing in a lot of the sonic games is that they want you to just be challenged all the time and they think that everybody who plays sonic is a speed runner you know challenger and that's not true like people actually like the character they want to enjoy the character you know you see how well the, the movie was received you know so it's it definitely the character has something to offer and i thought they did a really good job with this uh it makes me look forward to going into boss battles and if you're traveling in the the open zone areas you you always come across a boss character that you can fight and everything and um it's it's it, it kind of gives you a monster hunter type of feel because you're in this land and you're just going traveling all through the islands or whatever like that and you will come and encounter a boss character of some sort and you get into this thing you know in a mix with one of these characters at some point 
and it does give you that monster hunter feel and funny that i mentioned monster hunter because this game does provide a monster hunter theme there was some collaboration with capcom somehow some way that they got this thing going on but we'll talk about that in a sec um like i mentioned traveling um the large scale open zone environments are also fun um there's not a lot of population in these games like if you come across the you find some enemies that you end up fighting um and then some boss battles that you'll fight but for the most part you are just traveling and traveling in style you as you open the map up even more by going through these uh really simple and fun puzzles that'll help you expand the environments you're able to start going and sliding in rails that'll take you uh, to these other areas of the island much quicker and faster and whatnot not a really easy to navigate like the navigation of like say if you want to go from point a to point b it's not as easy as you think it's it's like it's like entering new york the new york subway line <laughs> if you're not from new york you, you won't you aren't you will far from mastering the new york transit line it is it's just so convoluted looking <laughs> at first but as you if you live in new york you'll probably get it better but it's kind of like that where it's like you you think you're going to the right place but it takes you to a whole nother area to that place so you know you gotta be careful and remember where these places go because if you're trying to get to point a if you go on the wrong rail it'll take you to a whole nother spot and you gotta end up traveling right back but nonetheless it's still fun to just travel and and, and stuff like that and move on um sonic's new combat system is a much needed element to this series i love that now there's this really awesome rpg element that lets you level up and then you can acquire new move sets and everything because sonic had move sets but it was so limited and just basic but now he does so much more he can he really does plays like you know a, he fights like a saiyan now <laughs> you know he has like kick uh moves he has um you know really rapid fire moves like you would like the way if you ever seen goku do he has now he has like his own sort of kamehameha hadouken like moves and everything um they really evolved his character a lot and um well when i say evolved when i say evolved i mean evolved uh so i mean that was a much needed element there's not a lot that you acquire from the skill tree but once the skill tree is over you you're more than happy to be equipped with the arsenal that he has and there's a lot of really awesome arsenals he does like um topside stumps or whatnot i mean it's, it's it's a it's a great balance of you know melee combat that you could do and see sonic do things that he's never done before in here so i for that alone that's actually worth doing it because for those who don't just like to do speeding and just running it all around and everything it, it balanced the game balances itself with the combat you know part of it and then the just running and speeding part of it as well so i really thought they did a good job here with that and of course i mentioned uh, monster hunter you know the deal there is dlc there if you got the digital deluxe version or whatnot or you know to that nature there is a skin that you get that's you know in tribute to monster hunter where sonic wears monster hunter you know armor or whatnot and then also there are certain areas in the open zone environment that you go to where you'll see big the cat there played by my one and only good friend kyle abair the voice of gohan the voice of ryu from street fighter uh whatever <laughs> the and the voice of big the cat and again i i, I when i 
first saw Big the Cat there because I knew he played his character. It's tremendous how Kyle can differentiate his, you know, voice to sound like so many different people. Him and Fred Tattashore, two people I had the pleasure of meeting and interviewing and do, or doing a panel with or whatever. Um, two really awesome actors who can change characters at any time. There's some character, you know, there's some actors who really can't change their voices at all. And just like when you hear them, they sound, you know who that is. Kyle and Ted Fratishore are two actors that I've met that have been able to like, I didn't realize that was him. I mean, you could kind of get the pitch of their voice from time to time, but sometimes there are some voices that you really don't know. When he plays Big the Cat, it doesn't sound like Ox King. It doesn't sound like um, Captain Eisen. It doesn't sound like Ryu. It doesn't sound like Gohan. It's just totally different. And I really enjoyed it. So I, you know, I, I reached out to him and told him like, I, I really, really, you know how much I enjoy your characters. Your Big the Cat is hilarious. So, you know, he's on there too. They also, again, I mentioned that you get the digital package. So you also get a digital art book with also the soundtrack for the game. and. I would say it's worth it because the I like the art style. I love what they did with the character with the art style and character design for the game. So I'm me being an artist and a designer myself. I was really intrigued by looking into that. And I that's how I used to always do back in the day. I used to always love looking at the uh, the art style of the games that I play, like uh, you know um, Keiji Inafune when he did with Mega Man and stuff like that. I really love looking at that art style. Uh, anybody who's done Street Fighter. I love their uh, their character designs and stuff like that. So I, I I really appreciated this. I really love this. And the soundtrack, I will give a nod to the soundtrack as a definite pro. Some the, the best soundtrack I've heard since Sonic Adventure as well. Uh, really awesome. When you play the big boss battles, um, they kick out the music and it's a la Sonic Adventures and you're playing Super Sonic and it's like that, you know, almost like final battle transformers the movie me versus unicron type of you know type of deal so they really did a good job with that too and you get to listen to it all anytime you want all right it sounds like this is a really great game but it's not a perfect game because i have cons for this as well let's start with i mentioned i praised kyle a bear i'm surprised that i'm actually not going to praise roger craig smith who has been playing sonic for almost like forever i don't I, and i don't blame him i got a feeling this is the direction that they wanted to go i don't know what is going on but he this new take on the voice of sonic was it was troubling to me it sounds like sonic is going through puberty and not in a good way <laughs> it, it, it it's it was like it was sonic's voice but i don't know if they were going for a more older version of Sonic and even if they were how do we know because he looks the same as he did in all the other Sonic movies I mean in all the Sonic games and in and anime is in in cartoon series he looks exactly the same it's like there's no there's I don't get where they were doing an older version of Sonic and it didn't sound right it was like it was it was Sonic trying to sound like he was older like you know when a guy is trying, you know, when you're a kid and a kid is trying to actually impress the girl by sounding like he's a little bit older or a teenager for that matter. And he said, so he, he deepens his voice or whatever like that. That's what it felt like, you know, uh, Smith's take on it was, he was like, oh, Amy's coming. Oh, hey, Amy, how you doing? What's up, girl? 
How you doing? Then when you actually talk like this all the time, but when Amy comes in, it's like, yeah, I, I feel you. I feel you a lot. <laughs> I see you around. Yo, anybody got my um, chili dogs? Yeah, that, that's pretty much what that sounded like right there. So <laughs> I wasn't too thrilled with his performance. Normally I am. Normally he does a really good job. And I'm like, all right, if he's supposed to be like older Sonic, where's the indication that he's actually older? Like, it, I mean, cause they did, remember they did the game in the, and they did the game in the series, Sonic Boom. And in Sonic Boom, it was like everybody, they changed the character design, which a lot of people didn't like in the sense that they made them look a little bit taller as if they were older. So, but at least they did make them look like they aged a bit to some extent. And then they kind of went back into the normal format. And now we got, you know, Roger Craig Smith's voice sounding like it sounded like that. And I wasn't too keen on that. And that just could be me, but it's just definitely, I, it, I immediately picked up a notice. I'm like, is this a audio error? Or did they really just try to make him sound like an adult in this game? <laughs> So I don't know, it, it, it is what it is. Um, the computer space levels. I mean, yes, it, it was pretty much paying homage and bringing back the classic side-scrolling in 3D format that we used to. I just, I just, I mean, I know they were catering to, I guess it was catering to the hardcore with that one. And it's not all bad. It's not particularly bad, but I just wanted an entirely just new, you know, format. I just wanted to, you know, really kick it off with this, move that to the side just do some really cool stuff with this um new open zone environment that they're doing but they wanted to put two and two together but I, to that extent what i what i'll say is that like i may not it's it wasn't my favorite part it wasn't bad either it it, it was really well done it was solid i mean it's what they do best it's just solid it's just i would rather them just focus on the 3d platforming and just add that in there into that part in there or whatever like that but i mean i dig it that you know they were able to the fact that they were able to do it and again pack all this into the nintendo switch is nothing short of awesome on that note i just rather than just move on to doing something new and just make it, 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 it I guess just i guess they had to do it this way to you know because i don't know if they well no again breath of the wild was open world <laughs> like literally breath of the wild was completely open world so and there are other games in the uh, you know um they also we also got um the Witcher, you know, Wild Hunt in here, also an open world experience. So yeah, I guess there's no excuse for that. <laughs> so, um, there is no new game plus on here, at least not yet. Now, a lot of the cons that I have, that I do recognize that there may be some more DLC coming or some extra things. I have a feeling it is because there's some things out. If they're not in, I wish they would put it in. So there's no new game plus in here. You got to start from scratch, at least at the moment. There's, I don't know if there ever will be a new game plus or whatever like that, but I would love for them to have it because I don't want to go through this whole entire thing over again. <laughs> you know, not all of it, at least I want to be able to play it while still keeping um, all of that I already earned in here and not just go through this over again. This is not a game that's really that fun to start all over from scratch in a, in a, in a case. So the leveling up can be a bit confusing uh, in here as well. Um, I can't, I can't even describe to you. It's just like you gain through every puzzle, you gain, uh, you know, elements to increase your um, strength and defense. But then there are also ways that you can also ride, um, make you faster 
or stronger and it, it did there's also a part on there you know you find this you know this this person who can can, can tweak your your uh your stats a bit it was just it just felt confusing to me it just you know i, I it was their own rpg element adding on to it but it just for me it was it's a little bit confusing but i was able to get through it regardless of having to just keep doing what i was doing i was just going to eventually be stronger as the time goes by but to be able to master it it just i i it, it didn't draw me into understanding or comprehending exactly what to do there um if you play the game notice the game the game has an arcade mode which is strictly for those um those computer space levels so like once you finish the computer space levels you could actually just play them at any time which for those again who likes that format you know can play it all the time i in particular like the big major boss fights that you could battle as supersonic and that's not there and once you beat them once there's no way to play those again even though each time that you each time that you actually uh you know uh play through a island stage you will eventually have to you know play yourself play as supersonic um to defeat one of the major uh bosses in here but once you beat them there i i i've been playing even afterwards and there's still no indication of you being able to fight those uh those enemies again at least i haven't found it yet um so i would like they have the arcade mode i would want them to have a like boss fight mode or a boss rush mode of some sort because i really enjoyed playing the boss battles especially as supersonic and being able to do that and for those who love playing supersonic this is one of the best games that you could play supersonic without having to go through so much tedium and so much obstacles to get those chaos emeralds this has been the easiest game this has been the best game with the easiest experience in, in acquiring the chaos uh emeralds to become supersonic and then you know enjoying being supersonic in this game more than any sonic game i've ever played this is like the best game if you are if you love to play supersonic but don't want to go through the obstacles and you know difficulties to get it because every other sonic game prior to has always been a extremely big challenge to get these chaos emeralds to the point that some people would just give up it's like all right or back in the day there used to be the god mode code and you would cheat your way to get to the chaos emeralds and that's the only way you would be able to get them at the time but now no this game actually they are really they did a really great job saying like all right we recognize that you want to play a supersonic you're dying to do it we'll give you a way that you could do it and you'll be able to play it play that character often but once the game is completely beat there's no other way to do it at least not right now so hopefully if they do more dlc that a new boss fight or boss rush mode will be added onto it but the fact that it's not there now to me is a big bummer right there um the story was not that exciting or intriguing but i mean at the end of the day you're not really playing it to care i mean you'll get a cutscene and everything but you're not really care like you're just the boss with the the real appeal to this game is the gameplay is the gameplay the new combat system um the boss battles those are the biggest intrigue the story just it's just filler to me um and i would say but even though this is like not an open world but this is like an open zone environment the fact that you're playing a character that's going so fast that he should be able to walk through any walk up any or run i should say up any wall possible 
the fact that they limited this, which is the same problem I had with Horizon with the Horizon series, is like, how is it that like Link can climb any freaking mountain, provided that he has to have the stamina to do it, but he could climb any freaking mountain once he actually, you know, develops and, and levels up. He's able to play climb up any mountain he wants to within the world of Breath of the Wild. You cannot do that on this game or on for, or for uh, you know, the Horizon series, which astounds me. It's like, why can't they climb <laughs> every mountain? Like he does it all the time. Um, if you play Breath of the Wild, Sonic is another one. It's like. Dude, he's so fast. He can walk. He can run through water. He can run on top of water because he's so fast. Why not easily be able to run up hills and run up mountains, even if they're like, you know, vertical mountains? He should still be able to do that. He does that on some other some platforms within the open world, the open, um, you know, zone environments. It, it just it makes no sense. Like, give him give us that freedom, you know, especially if you're because there's a lot of times if you if you run off the cliff, you will die and you get put you get respawned back into, you know, the spot. But instead of like if you fall, how about give us a chance to run back up? Because it, it doesn't seem logical or realistic. It was it's, it's, I can't say realistic It's probably the wrong way because it's not a this is a fictional thing. But logically, even if you fall and he manages to you know, get near the wall. He can run himself back up. It doesn't happen. And maybe those are things that, you know, if they, this is like I said, this is may not be the best Sonic game, but this is the start of something that could be better. So um, that was my only thing. But overall, this is, as I said, the most fun Sonic game I've played since Sonic Adventures on the Dreamcast. Um, while not perfect, it provides enough to be hopeful for future Sonic titles indeed. And I'm looking forward to seeing the other ones because this was very exciting. They could build on from what they did here. And as the, like the template, you know, for all every other uh, game they do from this point on, adding the new combat system and powers uh, and abilities for Sonic uh, Arsenal, it finally gives the blue blur the evolution we've been waiting and wanting for for quite some time. Uh, the best part of the game was easy, was, you know, give me, the easiest chance to become supersonic which is something especially after watching sonic 2 the movie we really wanted to do so uh overall for like for for a grade for this game definitely strong but not the strongest so uh, the grade that i give is a, a solid b is definitely worth getting from there so go out of your way if you're a sonic fan i would definitely say it's worth checking out um you know is it's, it's very much one of the more enjoyable Sonic games indeed. So if you're a Sonic fan and you want to get something for the holidays, and I believe they dropped uh, dropped a few percentages off today for that, go out of your way, check it out. Uh, if you're not a Sonic fan, but you're looking to play a Sonic game, this might be a good first starter for you as well. So, you know, go out of your way, check it out. If you're looking for a game that's probably the best game of the year, this is not going to be one of those games. <laughs> so that's where you're going to just say, Check out all the other games that I mentioned on the last segment uh, or the ones that I maybe have reviewed all this past year or whatever like that. You know, go out of your way, check that out. But there you have it, folks. 
That will do it for this edition of Select Start. Thank you guys very much. I got some news to announce, and I may have some new listeners based upon this new information. Um, you know, Twitter's going to going to hell. <laughs> so a lot of us have stopped going to Twitter, and you know, we've moved on. We've migrated to other places. One of which is this one called Hive Social. It's been around for a while. But I think it's getting more traffic now because a lot of people are leaving Twitter to go to this place and a whole new fresh start, new village and whatnot. It's like, you know, people left the city where the Walking Dead was uh, featured at. And now we're trying to find a new frontier and city to go to in hopes to not get to get away from all that toxicity or whatnot. So uh, Hive Social has been a place that people are going to. And, you know, shout out to all the people from Hive Social who have who are now listening to this show. Thank you. And I hope that you continue to support this format and uh, all the content and everything that I have. And um, if you're new to this show, uh, I will tell you where you can find me, where you can follow me, where you can join our even Facebook group at if you are eligible and more. So this Sunday, never got a chance to do this, but I think I'm going to, you know, for a talk topic, I'm going to talk about Kevin Conroy, you know, never got a chance to really thoroughly talk about his importance to the Batman franchise and how much of a difference he made. You know, we talked about it uh, before on our review of Black Panther or Wakanda Forever with Boris, but um, I want to get really, really deep in this because, you know, I had a chance to, you know, be a part of a um, a press, you know, release, a press uh, interview with him in uh, 2018 at Keystone Comic Con here in Philadelphia. And it was just an amazing experience. Uh, we lost a true legend there, and uh, I, you know, look forward to talking about that. We also, unfortunately, got to talk about Jason David Frank as well, who uh, we lost too recently this week, and uh, it's just, it's just some, ah, it's just an amazing, amazing, surreal uh, time, you know, that we had just recently on a week of Black Panther as well. Now, uh, more or less the Kevin Conroy passing, but not the Jason David Frank passing. Um, his was a different and very sad situation but we'll talk about that as well um so kevin Conroy probably be the topic there and then the next week i believe um guardians of the galaxy uh christmas special will be coming out so we're going to talk about that as the talk topic for the later show from there and um yeah because i believe that what does that come out give me a sec i want to make sure i get that right guardians of the galaxy holiday special when is that air when is it? Whoa, wait a minute. That's out today. Okay. Change of plans. <laughs> Change of plans, people. That will be the talk topic of this Sunday. <laughs> we will be reviewing that, but then we're going to move the Kevin Conroy segment to the, uh, to the segment before that. So, um, yeah, we're going to, that's, that's what we're going to do. We're going to move that segment over. <laughs> and talk about it there but i would be remiss if i didn't give my thoughts on kevin conroy and what he meant to the batman series and how he redefined what we thought of the batman like every time we see batman anything on a comic book or whatever it's kevin conroy's voice that we hear so um we'll we'll absolutely talk about all that in our talk topic and in, indefinite in um that will be it and then uh we will be off because it, uh, I believe, no, we'll be off. No, we, no, we won't. We won't be off for a while, but d- 
down the line, I mean, things are going to be, I will probably be off probably one week uh, of the time, but then Christmas is coming as well too. So we'll be off then too, but this is going to be a busy time of the year. I mean, if you've been a consummate listener of the show for the last few years, you know, that's how we rolled on the holidays. So stay tuned for that, you know, and much, much more for those new to this series. If you need to check out this and enjoy this episode in every episode, might I recommend you go to talktomlive.com. It is the official website for Talk Tom Live, the podcast and select starter course. You can check out all of our audio podcasts and our video exclusives are all there. Easy for you to find are on talktomlive.com. You can check out our video exclusive page with some of the best and brightest some, some fans that you know. I mentioned Kyle Bear. You heard him at the beginning of the show. Uh, Brian O'Halloran, who plays Dante Hicks from Clerks. My uh, good friend, Daniel Kennedy. Yannick Bazell. Megaran, who's the voice of Sunday's show as well. Um, oh, that's interesting. And that is interesting. I'm looking at the website right now. But um, we also have, uh, you know, Brian Donovan, who plays Brock Lee. Amanda C. Miller, who plays... Uh, Sailor Jupiter and Barto, Molly Flanagan as well. I mean, we got a bunch of different awesome, you know, interviews that you could check out on talktimelive.com. So go ahead and enjoy that as well. And then also, if you want to subscribe and download to this episode and every episode, never miss a beat, you can subscribe and download wherever podcasts are played, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora. And if you're on Tumblr, you can check us out there as well. Uh, Go into Tumblr, type in, or in a search engine, Talk Time Live, you'll find me there and they all, every episode there as well. So thank you again. And thank you to all our new listeners coming from Hive Social. And uh, hopefully you'll enjoy this and all the other episodes from there. So that'll do it for me, folks. On behalf of myself, this is Dak Xavier Desai saying, learn to let go, live life, love all things, anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. I am out here. Take care and have a great and safe weekend, people. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.